Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. And we are here to recap the mid-season finale, season six, episode eight, start to finish of The Walking Dead. So, what did you think? I don't know. I didn't feel like it was a complete episode. I I was waiting for something like really bad to happen during the episode. And uh, I don't think that ever came to fruition. It was there was a start, but no real finish. I agree. I agree. I mean, it felt like, you know, uh, this was just building to next season. Didn't really feel like it was a a finale episode of any sort. Mm -mm. I agree. No, not at all. I think it's probably one of their worst ones. It was very chaotic in the way it was presented. Yeah. Um, uh, and I didn't, I, you know, they've done a good job without jumping back and forth from, from small group to small, small group to small group, bam, 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 like that. And they did that all through this episode mm-hmm. and it kind of got on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> well, I am not too torn up about the fact that, that, uh, Deanna died right. and it didn't have the same impact that. Beth dying had, or especially Herschel. Beth, I could really care less about too, but it was more impactful than Deanna because I figured she would die anyways. And I like the way that she died. I like the storyline of it. And I actually do like this episode, but I just don't think that it was one of their better mid-season finales. So. And I think that's where I was saying, like I was waiting for something big to happen. Yeah. Maybe the Deanna thing was supposed to be big. Maybe... Uh, Denise, you know, being uh, with her confrontation with the wolf was supposed to be a big thing happening. It just didn't feel like anything big happened. Like, they left us with last episode with Ron almost getting killed. Or not Ron, I'm sorry, with Carl uh, Carl Carl. almost getting killed. And, uh, you know, the tower coming down and obviously the the, uh, herd coming in or horde, whatever the hell you want to call it, coming into Alexandria is a big thing, but it was like there was all these side stories that seemed almost more important than what was actually happening around in the town. So, Well, I think if you are a comic book fan, you had a lot of expectations of what might happen in this episode, and none of it happened. And actually, they teased it quite a bit throughout the entire episode, and then it didn't happen. And so as a comic book fan, I was very let down. Well, yeah. and also they built up um, Sam this entire time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sam, who you knew was going to crack at some point. And so you're watching him through the entire episode. And then at the end, it's like, Mom, Mom. And then it's like, Bring. Yeah. You know, that was exactly. it. It was like right in the middle of dialogue. That was actually pretty good. I liked that. Really? Because yeah. that's that's leading up to something big. Okay. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The problem I had with um, Deanna overall is I don't think they ever let that character develop. And mm-hmm. that's kind of disappointing because she's a great actress. She's yeah. played a lot of roles and a lot of different things and done a really wonderful job. I really wish they had let that character expand a little bit because mm-hmm. I really would have loved to see her displaying more of her leadership skills than they gave her. Um, she had a little bit at, at the beginning when we first ran into Alexandria, but pretty much after that, it just kind of started disappearing and then it, n- it never really came back. 
And I thought that was a shame. I wanted to see her some redemption for her. Well, they they went through that whole character arc of her trying to figure out her place in the world and um, coming to grips with the with the apocalypse and what the world was actually like. And it's not just this, you know, fairy tale land of of training sessions and crops and things like that. But um, but I do agree with you. I think they could have gotten a lot further with her, especially with her relationship with Rick. And how they could have bounced off each other. Without a, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, she didn't display enough of the um, political skills that she was supposed to be famous for. Right. And, um, you know, I just think it was, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because I do think she could have been a really good character. I agree. I just, I just did not feel like she was ever able to stretch her wings. And I feel like, you know, I, I, I listened to the interview with the actress afterward. And uh, I think she kind of feels the same way. Mm-hmm. She was never really given a chance to take the role anywhere. Mm-hmm. She spent most of the time standing there like a deer with, with in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. kind of staring around, trying to, in shock. And, uh, hell, I can play shock. <laughs> well, <laughs> at Walker Stalker. You do every time you wake up in the morning. I do. At Walker Stalker, <laughs> during her panel, they were talking to her about... Um, how she found out she got the role and did she have to to audition for it and stuff like that and she said that when scott gimple called her and offered the role to her she told him don't mess around with me and don't waste my time because she didn't want it because she didn't want it to be like a one or two episode thing she wanted it she wanted to be able to develop that character and make it something worthwhile for the whole season and for the series itself and to make it an important character. And I think that she approached that, but I, I still think they could have done more. And you could kind of see the disappointment in her face on The Talking Dead last night. Yeah, I agree. I, I hadn't really thought about it that much, but um, she definitely had a lot more development in her mind of what that character was than what you ever got to see on screen. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of held her back. Well, I'll just go ahead and say that that was actually one of my favorite things about this whole episode was Tova Feldsha and the way that she presented this character. And um, I really liked the acting that she had. I thought it was brilliant. But also just the character itself of Deanna and the relationship that she built in these in this last episode with Michonne and Rick. Yep. And um, I can talk about it more later but that was like my most favorite thing of this entire episode it just made it for me i thought i thought my most fun scene or great scene that they did was the silent scream <laughs> i thought it was awesome she, when was she goes creepy. out guns she goes out gun blaze guns blazing and then yeah. uh does the silent scream and i thought that was great <laughs> yeah i think that actually made it much more worthwhile with all the the time we spent with her in this episode for sure yeah but starting out who do we get another character that we get to spend tons of time with in this episode sam sam another kid God. yes shoot me no shoot him <laughs> so what do you think the ants symbolized the ones that were the ants... on the cookie yeah, the ants crawling down the wall under the cookie. I think they symbolized that the uh, the dead were in the walls. I think that they that the uh, the walls to his house have been compromised, so now the walls of Alexandria are compromised. I thought it was because he's lazy. Yeah, he needs to clean up his cookie. I was just yeah. thinking death and destruction, and that it was pretty gross. 
It was gross. It was like the world I, was I, revolving around those ants. The ants were revolving, you know what I mean? I, w- I was wondering if Carol made that cookie, and that's why he didn't finish it. <laughs> Ooh. He Ooh. seems to be a little bit nervous about Carol's cookie. That could, that could be. Wouldn't that could be? have implications. <laughs> he kept coming back for more cookies, though. I, that's I can't true. That he would did be come the case. back for the cookies. Yeah, he, he likes those cookies. Carol can bake. Carol can bake. We know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think no. I, I hadn't thought about the um, the wall coming down part though, uh, which I think is is a good symbolism to it. Um, I had actually thought about more kind of the decay and falling apart thing, but it didn't really put kind of the two and two together of the the physical wall coming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's the, it's the uh, after the second time I watched it, that's what I because I that's what I thought. I I I think I had texted Kim during the first time it was on trying to figure out what the hell was the deal with the ants. Well, cuz the other part of it was like right before they showed that, they show him drawing um the person getting strapped to the tree. Right. By the two people, which to me was the wolves strapping that woman to the tree that I think we saw like I don't know, it was like the fourth or fifth episode, mm-hmm. maybe third right. episode, something right. like that. So I was trying to figure out okay, what's, you know, what's the correlation between the events that are happening right here and i still if that's the case like you know the decay and the wall coming down i still don't understand like kind of the the whole start of what was happening there well i I got one thing to say though really tiptoe through the tulips thank you what is this 1936 that's what i was trying to say does this kid (laughs) even know exactly does this kid even know who tiny tim is and why is he not like rocking out to something else surely they can find (laughs) other records I mean, I was they saying, can find helium. Really? Yes, they can find <laughs> helium. They can find other records. Damn. Well, but I mean, I can understand it being like maybe there's limited supply of records. I don't. <laughs> there's know. not that limited supply no, of records. But <laughs> I don't know. Tiptoeing <laughs> through the tulips. It's not. It's not easy to find a household with records nowadays. Well, what household do you know has tiptoed to through to tulips? Your mother. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I have no idea. No, but that harkens back to Carol again, if you think about it. Tiptoeing through mm-hmm. the tulips. Look at the flowers, Sam. Okay. Oh, all right. Kind of creepy. Yep. No. But not Real a creepy. bad connection. No. Mm-mm. Hey, I saw one thing, just a little side note, when the tower was coming yeah. down. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed it, but there's already dust and stuff falling out the windows. No, I didn't notice they it. They had evidently... F- They'd evidently filled it up with dust and stuff like that. So when it hit the ground, there's this huge dust explosion. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But it was already falling out the windows. Well, that's all the ash from the lightning. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. You're brilliant. I did like, though, the imagery after the tower fell down. And there was that dust storm and the zombies kind of emerged from the dust like right. the smoke screen. That was really cool. That was when the that was when the best zombie came out. Oh, I the, think the, the jaw. One, the guy with like his jaw was like hanging a foot down. Well, it was great too that that it actually took a while to happen. It wasn't like as soon as the cloud went up, they started bursting out of yeah. there. It dragged enough that it made it seem like a silent invasion. Yep. Yeah. Well, because that one zombie caught his jaw on something, <laughs> yeah. so he was blocking all the other zombies from coming through. I'm loving that. He was like, "Sorry, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Got... I got it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm... Can I just say that guy is not going to eat many brains? Oh my no. God. No. I'm loving that every episode has at least one zombie that is badass. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they gotta at least do that. I mean, right? I like the guy with the spike through his neck. Oh yeah, that was good I too. Didn't even there was a, I think there were a couple later. of them that were like stabbed with stuff. That was awesome. And where did we find <laughs> out those were from? Didn't they say What's that uh, on the Talking Dead? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From when they came out of the uh, quarry, oh, and they had the okay. stakes up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They were saying that, that they happen. were some; those were some of the zombies from the quarry scene. They could have right. got caught on Eastman's fence, the cheesemaker. Yeah, that's right. They could have. Except that that happened a long time ago. There was another zombie. Yeah, that's true. That was inside the house, and he had he was very tall, so he stood out above everybody else, and his face was like very fallen, like melting off his face, you know, like his skin was, and his eyes were really sunken in. He was a pretty cool one, too. Yep, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Good God. Can I explain that zombie again? (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so I had another question about the wall. So when the the walkers first come in, and uh, who is it? Um, Rosita and Tara run up to Tobin and rescue him. What happened to Tobin afterwards? Oh, yeah. He just kind of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah. I guess he went to ground like most of the residents. I mean, you know, apparently almost everybody got out of there. Yeah. Except for um, Maggie. Oh, right, because she stuck up on the platform. (laughs) She really didn't get out of there. That was such a lame... Yeah, uh, can I <laughs> escape from can her? I just ask: before this tower came down, was there like uh, Alexandria wide? Everybody tie your shoelaces together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they were all tripping and falling everywhere. I know. Well, I they know. got nervous. They got scared. I, you'd probably do the uh, exact same thing. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it was the perfect like um, runaway horror thing, you know? Run away right. from Jason, whoever's got the chainsaw, whatever. But it was well, just, it was hilarious. Everybody was falling down. You had, um, oh, uh, Rick fell down, Maggie fell down. Um, who else? Tobin. Deanna fell down Deanna, big time. Deanna fell down. I mean, you know, right before that. <sighs> Look where that, you're going. Yeah, right before that, you know, Maggie came running up to the scene when she saw the balloons like a bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. She was flying. And all of a sudden, she's got these slow-ass walkers pinning her up against a ladder. Which, by the way, she had totally cleared those walkers. Right. When she was on the ladder, and then all of a sudden the ladder, she gets tripped up again. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Pretty crappy yeah, she was, yeah, she was on the platform. She's like still dang on the foot down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all funny. right, so I think we can say that that scene did not really flow very well. But No, but I liked the zombie invasion. Uh-huh. That was exciting. Yeah, yeah and I Rick's agree. all yelling at everybody. Get in the house! Yeah. I didn't quite understand why Rick was standing there shooting all the zombies either. I mean, I don't either. Run, yeah, and yeah, and 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 that was weird too that Deanna stayed with him. Well, she said that she said later on in the episode that the reason she stayed with him is to die. Well, it's not because not because she thought he was a a good man and a good father, yada yada yada. Yeah, it was because he needed to be there for the town, so she was protecting him. Um. Because he was needed by the town to be the, uh, you know, the leader. Right. So that's why she was mirroring him and and, and uh, following him. Yeah, but I mean, if she had half a brain, she'd get the hell out of there because she's just getting in the way. Well, 
because she doesn't know what she's doing when she's stabbing a zombie in the chest 20 yeah. times. I did like the fact that they didn't make her any better of a shot in that scene than she had yeah, been before. True. That's true. <laughs> she didn't autom- automatically just become stellar. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. She, she sure did in that hallway later, though. Heck yeah, she kicked some ass. She took them all down. <laughs> five bullets, five guys down. <laughs> just takes a little motivation. I guess so. In cl- close confines. Mm-hmm. So, did you notice that we finally know who was saying help on the walkie-talkie? Yeah, I, yes and no. See, what I don't get is wh- why I don't necessarily believe that that was that, because you hear something on the radio, right? Yeah. It's um, Daryl. Do you hear Daryl? Yeah. Though? I just heard some clicking. No, it was Daryl saying, is anybody out there? Oh, okay. Okay. I missed that part. And then you hear him go, help. Eugene. Yeah. I'm sorry, Eugene. You got to move on, dude. I mean, come on. Oh, was that? I didn't even catch that. At really? All. Yeah. So he, that was when he's like standing there, like yes. hiding, yeah, in, yes. behind the house. I did not catch that. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he picks up the walkie-talkie off the ground, and he hears Daryl, and then um, that's when Rosita and Tara rescue him, and he goes, "Help!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you sound like Aiden. Meep. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's our son. Yeah, our four-year-old. I am getting on the bandwagon that Eugene is not really adding much to the episodes at all. He's not adding much to the storyline anymore, and he's just kind of like a fly on the wall. Yeah, he has like one decent line each show. Right. That's pretty much it. Right. I do I do like when he talked about the fact that he his um, uh, picking locks was in his skill set. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got a good line each show. Yes. But I yeah, mean, but, he's not I, really but also the fact anything. that he's right. And a he's good also, line each show. Come on. But he's also putting a lot of the characters in danger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would think after a while they're just going to let him take Eugene. I mean, you know, how how long are you going to protect this guy? And for what reason? The guy, like you said, the guy's useless. Well, he doesn't bring anything. I mean, they are friends. They're not going to just let him die. If he keeps getting them in danger like that, then possibly you do. Oh my. I think Rosita was starting to get that way when she was telling him, you know, what are you scared of? You know, you you got to stop being this way mm-hmm. in the last episode. But Tara is the one that seems to keep looking out for him, too. Yeah, well. And she doesn't really care if he can fight or not. No, I guess not. I guess nobody does. I don't, I don't, no. I don't think anybody no, cares no one, the fact no that he does. can't fight and he can't really bring any knowledge. Um, I mean, in that respect, just let Judith die, too. Judith has potential. <laughs> She's the future. <laughs> she's the future. And she's easy to carry. She's much easier to carry than uh, Eugene That's is. That's true. Yes. That goes back to your comment from last episode, though, when Eugene is confronted and you're thinking that he is getting past that a little bit because he showed some promise right. in episode six. But, um, yeah, they kind of took that all away from him last episode. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. They they have something that they can develop a little bit more. Yeah, he can still be a wimp, can, but can still right. add something to the to the storyline or to to help. Well, look at Father Gabriel. He's turned around. He was yeah. kicking ass this episode. Yeah, they gave him some relevance in the episode, which was good. I like to see that. Yeah, same here. I mean, he's finally trying to make a comeback and redeem himself, and Rick seems to be trusting him more. A little bit. I think we're getting more pissed off because Eugene is such a cool character. Yeah. <laughs> and seems to have potential to do something. Yeah. Well, he's, mm-hmm. he's very cool in his extremely uncoolness. Right. 
So without a um, doubt, but we, but we, but he's a likable character, but yet they don't do anything with him. You can have his his geekiness. You can have his his quirky ways, and you can have his uh, you know comedic input. But have him fight a little bit. You know, just have him fight a little bit. He doesn't have to go out there blaze guns blazing, but you know, let him take the machete and chop someone's head off once in a while. Or make a freaking casserole every now and then. <laughs> yes. My God. Or eat a casserole. Dun, Those dun, dun, damn dun, casseroles. Dun. Yes. <laughs> yum, 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 I don't yum, think yum, anybody's yum, gonna be yum, making another casserole yum, yum, for a while. <laughs> There's no no casserole watching this episode. I don't think. <laughs> no. Carol Carol was a little busy. Yes, Speaking she was. of which, Carol and Morgan. Oh, I thought you were going to talk more about casseroles. No, not right now. Okay, sorry. Um, Carol and Morgan have a pretty wicked confrontation. What did you think about that? It annoyed me to no end. Really? Do tell. Do tell. Because I was thinking. Okay, we know Morgan doesn't want to kill anybody. Carol wants to kill everybody, so there's got to be a confrontation. Like, it seemed like it was just forced. Get over it already, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, so, okay, and coming at it from someone who's not, I don't know, totally vested in it, but when they were actually downstairs fighting, the physical fight, Carol, it felt very uncomfortable to me. Like I was watching something that I shouldn't be watching. And I know it's <laughs> it's weird, I know. But um, Carol, I mean, you can tell that she's fighting with her own self. She's starting to understand where Morgan's coming from, where you can't kill everybody, but she knows that you still need to kill somebody. Like, there has to be a happy medium. Well, not only, yeah, not only that, when did she get these fighting skills? I mean, I know she's been killing things for a while and so forth, but, I mean, she was able to hold up uh, against the Zen Master and his... Uh, and his yeah. karate skills. Um, I know he took her down, but, but she, you know. Yeah, I didn't watch it a second time. I don't remember exactly how well she was fighting. I mean, she was, she was fighting like, pretty well. Job. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I was going to say. You could tell that she was fighting with herself inside about what she wanted to do. No, I think she, I think she knew what but, she wanted to but do. But no, that's what she I'm was saying. Like, like, she to doesn't want down. to kill Morgan, but she knows that she will if she has to. Right. I, um, her, the weird thing to me is that she almost looks like she wants to, no matter what. Like, she is just enjoying it. And I think I even saw that from, like, the last episode when she jumped on following him. She's looking for a reason to fight this guy, it seemed like. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. But, the, you know, the one thing that also kind of struck me as a little odd, that um, she felt she had to kill him. Um, right. I mean... If you found out something like that and you're in a community, I'm sure you're going to go tell the other people in the community this is happening. Right. You're not going to necessarily take it upon yourself that you got to do the justice right then. Right. The dude right. wasn't going anywhere. Right. Like she obviously wasn't going to. Yeah. Morgan obviously wasn't going to let her let him escape. Mm-hmm. You know, so they would have to, com- you know, confront Morgan and say, Morgan, what the hell are you doing? That would be the first thing i would be doing is i would be finding people and showing them what morgan has been doing so that they see it exactly well they just had a a conversation with him with michonne and rick that she just left right and now is finding him down in the basement Mm -hmm. i mean like what the fuck go get grab rick 
and be like, look, look what the fuck he's well, doing. Well, I mean, realistically, she can't go grab anybody right now because there's walkers all over the place. But she well, could have... I don't think they were aware, though. I don't think they were aware, necessarily, of all the walkers at that point. At that they? point, they were not, no. Yes, they were, because Morgan looked out the window and she said, what's going on out there? And he said they're everywhere, all through the streets. No, but I'm saying when they when she confronts him at the the door, she didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what was going oh, on. Oh, you mean from last episode? Him. Yeah, before the fight. Oh, right, okay. and that's when yeah, and that's when they go in and they go in and then you know they start fighting. Right, right, right. But she doesn't know who's down there yet at that episode. No. But right now, what she could have done was just make sure that Morgan and Denise leaves the room and lock the guy in there. Oh, yeah. And deal with it later. They've got bigger fish to fry right now. They don't need to worry about him. I don't know. That's that's where I was like, it just was uncomfortable. Like, I just, ugh. Well, I think you're right. I think it did feel very forced and didn't quite, I don't know, didn't feel totally in character. Yeah. Um, Maybe Carol's playing too much the spy in, in the neighborhood watch program. Yeah. She's taking too much on herself. She feels mm-hmm. like she has, you know, I think this goes all the way back to the prison when she was teaching the children how to use weapons. And she felt like nobody else could handle it, so she had to do it herself, you know? And um, it doesn't have to be that way. She knows Rick's on her side no. and Michonne's on her side. Why does she have to handle it? But she uh, has always handled it on her own without telling anybody. I mean, that's kind of the way her character's gone. This is true, but I would think in this circumstance, though, she would want to have a consensus yeah. to see to see what he's been doing, so that she can prove that there's that maybe this guy isn't someone you want to have in this camp. Well, and I think the reason I would think that she would go grab Rick is that Rick is familiar with this guy. Right. It's not like he's just some wanderer. I mean, it's it's someone that Rick knew in the past, and Rick is making a connection with. <laughs> Whether she knows that or not, I'm not sure. But, yeah, it seems weird that she would not try and involve him after they were just trying to involve him, like, ten minutes earlier. Right. So, anyways. I agree. Yeah, like, there needs to be a trial of some sort. Right. Right. Don't just... There needs to be other people witnessing it. Yeah, because she's, like, killing... If she's going to go through with killing the wolf right there in that room, she's killing him in cold-blooded murder, you know? Right. Um, there's no reason for her to kill him at that moment. Even though Carol has demonstrated on numerous occasions, uh, she doesn't really care about that sometimes. No, she does not. No, and this guy's a jackass, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, his lines were great, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, he was creepy. Oh, you better kill me. Yes, he, he was. He was probably my favorite part of the episode. His character is awesome. I love it when they said, uh, well, we just need to lock him up, and he goes, oh, I get out. <laughs> exactly. <He's> like, <laughs> oh, well, you're all going to die. I know. Yep. <laughs> said, you should kill me. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, great. Good. Oh, and I tell you this one thing on that scene, real quick. They did a great job on that dude's makeup. He looked like he was half dead. He was so pale. Oh, the wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the wolf guy. Uh, he looked like he was really just on death's door. I know. You know what? All these people that are like drenched in sweat. I so just wanted to reach through the TV and wipe their brow. None of them like wiped their arm, like wiped their brow with their arm or anything like that. If I'm sweating, he would have bit your hand off. Oh my god! Yeah. But I'm like, you're gonna mess up your makeup. If I'm sweating bullets, I'm wiping something. You know what I mean? Heck uh-huh. yeah! Constantly, especially if you're in Georgia in the summer yes. 
which these people look like. And they're like wearing they long sleeves and pants. Come on, please. Yeah. Trapped in the basement of a building with Boise. in the heat. Uh-huh. I would be wiping my face on the side of a tree just to get the junk off. <laughs> and I have not I seen a single see mosquito yet. So come on, people. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that part of the reality hasn't gotten in the show. So um, the other part of that, though, when they're finding the wolf dead, that is in the basement, and he um, and Denise says, "You weren't born that way." Right. Denise's confrontation with him. Um, while I didn't think it was ridiculous by any means, um, it just seemed kind of silly under the circumstances. I mean, Denise was there seeing all these people getting killed by these guys. She seemed to, I don't know, want to help him too much. Mm-hmm. Well, she seemed to be um, mirroring what Morgan was saying. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you can change. But, you know, you weren't born Morgan is the extreme um, I know, but she, but remember now, Morgan has just been whispering in her ear true. about you know this guy mm-hmm. and helping this guy, and she agreed to it based on what mm-hmm. he told her. That's so true. he goes down That's there, or she goes down there with the thought, well, you know, I'm the doctor now. Doesn't matter who I'm saving. Um, right. You know, I need I need to lend a hand. But anyways, I, I it was just it was an interesting uh, conversation between the two because I just saw like you know kind of Morgan's influence on Denise. Mm-hmm. But yet, again, we see that anybody with any sense of humanity gets taken advantage mm-hmm. of. Right. Which is like a constant theme in this show. It's like, yes. if you care about anyone else, you will be turned on and they will kill you. You are a goner. But I really like Denise in this episode more so than I have in the other episodes that she's been in. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed her confrontation with the wolf. Right, no, definitely. Especially after mm-hmm. Morgan and Carol got knocked out and he approached her with a knife in his hand. Yes. And she backs herself up against the wall and it's like, you're full of shit. And Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines of the show. Same here. I loved it because I could feel the emotion in her because she's mm-hmm. like so frustrated with him and pissed off about the entire situation. And she's like, God damn it, just listen to us. Yeah, like I was just trying to save you. You don't have to kill me. Exactly. What the fuck's the point? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I hope they just, I hope they do a lot more with her character too because I think she's got a lot to contribute. Well, she's definitely going to be running at oh. some point in the future. God, I'm yeah, I'm nervous about her now. I think she'll make it fine. I think she will too, but I don't know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yep. And then I was also going to say from those scenes when Morgan and Carol started fighting each other, did you see the look of surprise on the wolf's face? Yeah. He was oh, like yeah, I did. shocked. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm the one that's supposed to be fighting you people. Not <laughs> He's like, what's the deal other. with these people? <laughs> <laughs> well. He's just, man, these people are crazier in my group. I, I got to get exactly. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say that Carol has the cleanest white shirt of anybody in the apocalypse? She does. She's and, the homemaker. And Rick never gets clean. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Even though we do know Deanna likes his ability to grow a beard. That was actually a cute line. I liked that, yeah, too. Yeah, it was a cute line. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, okay. So we also found ourselves outside the wall with Glenn and Enid. Oh, God. And in that tiresome <laughs> uh, I am pairing. so annoyed with Enid. Get her out of there. 
And not only that, I mean, if Glenn is so worried about his wife and all the all the uh, the walkers have gone inside the wall, then go in. Exactly. Well, I think towards the, the end of their conversation, though, he's kind of like, whatever, screw you, I'm yep. out of here. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what it leads to is like, are you? But I guess he, why the hell was he putting so much energy into her anyways? I don't know. After he just tried to save that last guy that tried to kill him. Yep. Yep. Um, and well, I think it, you know, it stems from his belief that Maggie would want to save this girl. Well, yeah, but, he keeps saying that. that and I, I do love the fact that he played the pregnant wife ploy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he used Which that they're one. doing more and more of. Yep. Well played, Glenn. Well played. Yeah. But you'd think there would be a little bit more substance to his story after they made you wait three or four episodes to see the guy. For the love and now we of see God. him and he and he's we're seeing him like blow up balloons and send them into the air. And Seriously. He's the hill he's the hill watcher, the tree watcher. Yep. And he's trying to save this girl that eats turtles. No, but mm-hmm. he needs to pull a carol from way back at Terminus where she's got the bomb strapped to her. Mm-hmm. The, all the guns and she frees and everybody and everything. Like Glenn should be doing something. We see him at the he beginning is. of the episode. He is. He's trying to save Enid. Whatever. What I saying. know, but here's the thing. Like Enid, maybe he doesn't know it with Enid, but Enid's been doing damn well on her own. Out, you know, out at the walls and exactly. screw her. I mean, if she if she's already told him that the world is going to end, that's how it's going to be. Well, not only that, it's obvious she don't want to be there. Right. I mean, if you don't want to be there, then let's move on. Go save That's your wife. all you need is someone that's fighting you when you're trying to get through all this yes. shit to get to your and wife. And I still so. think something's up with her. Something's a little oh. freaky deek with oh, her. Oh, Enid? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Listen, and you know, I still think she has something to do with the wolves. And I'm really hoping that there really is going to be some wolves coming back into this thing. Not just the lone wolf. Because yeah. what a waste of a storyline. I mean, why bring these guys in there for technically one episode? I think they'll come back. There's such a buildup. Such yep, a yeah. buildup about the wolves. They gotta be a major thing. But but now we're introducing a whole new group. Yes, but I think we're still gonna see more of the wolves. I hope so. I mean I'm hoping it's not gonna be like Terminus because you know even though I was yeah. happy they didn't dwell at Terminus too long, I think mm-hmm. they they cut those people out, some of them out a little bit too fast. And um, the wolves have a... They mi- minimalize their impact. Yeah, exactly. And I think the wolves have a lot more storyline. There's a lot more conflict there, especially with the fact that they don't use weapons. Yeah, it's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah. Now, he did take a gun. He did. The lone wolf. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Huh? I don't know why. He took a gun. And not only that, <coughs> our... our uh, She's not good at finding weapons. Our three saviors gave up their guns pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, what the hell good is it to just give your gun up? Like, at least try to shoot the guy. Right. Or at least get try to get closer to him or whatever, see if he's serious. Right. Um, well, I wonder, I wonder if that's because Tara is now starting to fall for Denise, and she didn't uh-huh. want to take any chances. Well, there could be some of that. Plus, sure. they're in a small, closed space in that room down there. In the no. basement, you know, there's not much room to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this isn't like your, you know, normal bank holdup kind of thing. This is like they've dealt with these situations before, I think. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird that you would just give your gun up. 
I'd shoot well, not the only guy. that, when you got a guy that has demonstrated the fact, his whole group has demonstrated the fact that they want to kill everybody. Exactly. They so do not why, give a damn about it. What would stop anyone? him from killing her anyway? Mm-hmm. Absolutely yep. nothing. There's no reason to believe that the, the wolf dude is going to let her go. That's true. And he won't. No. Probably. Nope. So, so that's why I'm saying they gave up the guns a little bit too fast for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had... Now, it would have been funny if Eugene stepped forward and stabbed the guy with his machete. Now, that would have been funny. <laughs> That's right. And that, and then he said, follows that up with, that was in my skill set, too. That was in my skill set. That would great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little heart-wrenching to see him taking Denise out, too. You thought, I was kind of hoping he'd leave her. But right. No, there's going to be a little. Because they said, oh, you're not going to make it. He's like, oh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I know. So he never did get he never did get his antibiotics or anything, did he? She yeah, she um yeah. fixed him she up. Start, I did right, I did see an IV. Yep. And she had finished all that before uh Carol came in. So, um now we gotta look at uh Jesse, Rick, Deanna, Michonne. Mm. All them making a a last stand stand in the house. Yep. With a with a creepy Sam. Mm-hmm. Freaky Dick again. Oh, and, and Father Gabriel was there, too. I can't forget him. Well, there's a lot of relationship stuff going on here. Yep. And, well, first of all, we get that weird, like, vibration again that we got from Nicholas. Yes. Sam's shocked look. Yeah. So, yeah. like, okay, here's another panic attack going on. Um, But he focuses on Rick when he starts talking about, are the monsters here or something like that? And he focuses on Rick, and then he focuses on Michonne. So it made me wonder, does he consider Rick and his group, or just Rick, to be a monster? Because after all, he did kill his dad. I think he does. And beat up his I, dad. I think he stuff. considers that group to be the bringers of the monsters, if anything else. Yeah. Because yeah. the monsters weren't around until they came around. Yeah, because... Go ahead. You, no, I was going to say, Kim, You, I think you mentioned that when we were watching it. And it wasn't just Rick. He he was doing it towards Michonne, too. He was definitely eyeing Michonne yeah. as being a monster as well. So it's more of the group than anything. Yeah. Well, so go ahead, you Scott. know, one thing, um, you know, if you go in the room, tell the kid to turn off his radio, pull the blinds, and, you know, get some balls, he better at least pull the blinds and turn off the damn radio. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like... Is, it, is no one going to back that up with, like, are you moving yet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, get moving or you'll get the switch. This ain't a suggestion, kid. It, that... was great to see, uh, it was great to see Michonne in action again. Yep. It's been a while. She was taking dudes out pretty nicely. She cut some heads clean off, didn't she? Yes, she did. She dismembered that one dude. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm glad, you know, a lot of the the, the scenes and so forth, uh, the dialogue between her and Deanna, mm-hmm. I think have shown that Michonne is going to start becoming more of a central figure in this thing. Yep. Because Deanna handed over the reins to her as far as being the town planner. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much told her that you're going to be, you know, you need to be responsible for carrying this on. Rick yeah. may be the leader, may be the war chief, but she needs to be the builder. Right. Yep. I loved when she said, what do you want? Or what, yeah, what do you want? What do you want for you? And Michonne said, I don't know. And she said, well, you better. <laughs> right. Like, Well, Michonne's first thing was to make this community work. Right. And she said, okay, but what about for you? Mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't know what that means to be honest. I was thinking about that a lot. Well, to me, it's just like in the animal world, like we all want to save the earth, right? But you don't really have a connection to a certain animal unless you can feel it and and know what it um what it's feeling and what it, and just have an emotional bond with it. And I think that's what Deanna is trying to tell Michonne, like, don't just save this community just for the sake of saving it. Saving it, right. save it because you're going to get something out of it. You or are going to find out or find out what is making you want to save this community. Well, exactly. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. In like yourself. You have yeah. to have a why. Like, why do you want to save this community? What is it going to offer you in the long run? And what are you going to get out of it if you save this community? Right. Because she was saying, she was pointing out the fact, Deanna was, that she loved her life. She loved the fact that she could do what she wanted to do. And that's why that was her motivation for making the community work. Mm -hmm. It's because it gave her ultimate satisfaction. Right. You know. And she's trying to say the same thing to Michonne. You've got to understand, it's not just building the town back, but you've got to understand why you want to do it. You've got to learn about yourself. You got to understand yourself, right? You know, Deanna's was all about having control and being able to do what she wanted to. Michonne needs to show what she needs, right? And it's hmm. it's pretty much the exact same conversation that Deanna had with Rick about um, how he needs to save the people of Alexandria just as much as he would save his own people because mm-hmm. they're all the same because they are his people. exactly, right? So. You have to be understanding and and open-minded and invested in the community. Because you're here now, whether you like it or not. And these are your people. And she's, right, and she's shown a propensity for wanting to make that community work. Exactly. She's worked really hard at yeah. it. And she doesn't want to Which was interesting, hell. too, because it seemed like, it seemed like um, there was real simpatico between um, Maggie and her. Yeah. Maggie and Deanna. Right. But at the in the end she turned to Michonne. Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe she felt like Michonne was independent enough to do it herself. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Maggie was more focused on her family yep. than anything. I agree. Michonne's more of a warrior, more of a doer. Maggie's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And emotional people are less inclined to get major projects like that done. Right. Well, I'm all for the idea of Michonne becoming stronger in the community. I'm all all in favor of her taking some control. Yep, me too. And getting something resolved with Rick on that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be just the person that tells Rick to chill out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Michonne and Rick have been battling each other since they uh, right. since they first met, all the way back to Woodbury, mm-hmm. and um, they I think it's finally time for them to have that conversation like just fight it out like get it out of your systems figure out who's the top dog and you know what your ideas are and just you get know it done. they i mean they did they did have that uh, of a sort um early on in the series i mean when when michonne came in to their group michonne no one trusted her mm-hmm. and she didn't really trust anybody and it took her a long time to build up trust and so forth and and when eventually she did, it seemed like Rick really took to her. Yeah. And really wanted her to be part of it and relied on her. Yeah. But then, 
as Rick started going to Nutcaseville <laughs> over those this couple of seasons, I think that's when Michonne started backing off and saying, maybe this guy isn't the guy we need to follow. Mm-hmm. Or if he is to, if we are going to follow him, I got to get him centered again. Right. Right. Because he's definitely this Rick compared to even season three. Rick is a nutcase. Yes, I agree. I'm getting um, sick of also Carl. <laughs> God. <laughs> Plus, he has a hard time saying his son's own name. That's right. Well, speaking of which, should we talk about Carl and Ron? Ugh, Ron, bastard. That little bitch needs to be shot. Well, and so does Carl. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you this though. I thought the uh, what's the actor's name? The kid, Carl. Um, Coral. Oh, if you hadn't asked me. (laughs) Oh, for Christ's sake! Are you kidding me? It's okay. All right, doesn't matter. I know. But it was nice to see that Carl actually did some more acting in yeah. than usual. I did see I did see a little bit of the actor starting to come through instead of the guy that's just reading lines. God, it's going to kill me that I cannot remember his name now. Oh, come on, stop bringing it up. Man. Oh, jeez. Leave it. I know. Anyways, yeah, he was much better and much more involved this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was good to see. But some of the lines, I was... <laughs> Like, oh, your dad's a killer. Oh, yeah, well, so is yours, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I love that he says, you know, you just need to know this about your dad. He was an asshole. <laughs> like, is he really trying to calm Ron down? Seriously, you think <laughs> no, that's going to work? Did you see Ron's look when he said that? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, like I'm going to kick asshole. your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was like such a Keanu Reeves line, too. I know oh, it, it was. Is. It was. So much. <laughs> hey, um, dude. Your dad's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but your dad's an asshole. Like, shut up. God. Let's go hang ten. <laughs> your dad's an asshole. And then why is Carl being so protective of him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, part of it might have to do with the fact that Ron's about the only one around there that's his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and maybe he wants to relate to Ron or he wants to have Ron around because, you know, he needs to have somebody in his same class. Well, and he's trying to prove he's trying to say, listen, yeah, you're, my dad killed your dad, which is an extremely drastic thing to do to your dad. But because your dad was a dick and he was like going to kill everybody else. I mean, he's right. beating his mom. You know, mm-hmm. um, so he's like, your dad was an asshole. Well, and, and he it's, said it's that not that he doesn't care for the guy. I mean, he's he's trying to just lay it out straight. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you're... Ron said that his dad was going to get everybody killed. Yeah. And and Carl came back with, well, your dad was a killer. Right. Yeah. Tag, you're it. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't he was pretty much saying, OK, the fight's over. This is, you know, this is the reason my dad killed your dad. Your dad was a dick. Now let it go. And so when they get upstairs, he's trying to, you know, get favor with him. Yeah, he's trying to get favor with him a little bit. Like, Well, I think it did make an impression. I mean, yeah, uh, Ron definitely, you know, he gave him a real serious look when he started, Carl started saying that the, you know, all the noise and stuff was because of the zombies getting in instead of a fight. Um, and then Ron, you know, kind of hesitated a moment and then he jumped in saying, yeah, it was all about the, you know, the zombies coming in. Mm-hmm. Right. 
because his mom says something like, Ron, that sounded like a fight. And he said, yeah, these zombies were pounding down the walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know something I caught was that Ron, Ron's doing his little spiel and says um, that his mom is dead and my brother's dead. And then come to find out Ron's the direct cause of all of those walkers getting in the house because he threw Mm -hmm. Carl up against the door. So everybody could realistically be dead at the end of all this. Right. Um, I just thought that was pretty I cool. will. I will say um, I love the fact that he walks over to the door and flips the lock. Oh. I thought that was great. That was great. And he... Mm. That really looked good. And he kind of got kind of glassy-eyed. Yep. And slides yep. that gun out from behind his shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. There were so many opportunities for Ron to just shoot Kill Carl, him. do things... Did do yep. things. Well, I think it. I think it just shows that maybe Ron really didn't want to. I know. Or he was. He was he scared. Was, or he was a. He was scared, or he's on the fence. Yeah. Oh, he was about to do it before the tower came down. Right. I mean, you don't know if he definitely was going. He was do about it, to do yeah, it in right. the garage. Yep. But he still didn't do it. He's, he's very slow. Oh my god. But the walkers invading the house was super exciting to me. I was like. Kind of mm-hmm. jumping up and down and getting really excited. My heart was racing. I was like, oh my god, somebody's going to die now. I was really hoping somebody would get killed at that point. Especially when they put that couch in the stairwell. Yes. <laughs> the wimpy-ass couch. <laughs> yeah, when they, and I think Rick's like, you get the one in front, I'll get this one or something yes. like that. Because yeah. he was going to grab them. I thought they were going to try and do like a, a a walker wall. That's what I thought they were going to mm-hmm. do too. Keep them out. Um, Kill enough to keep him from coming what did ron whisper to carl when they had the the couch up against the door nice ass no (laughs) (laughs) i love your hat no 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 i i don't i don't know i didn't catch that it kind of sounded like my mom has an end table or something like that and then that's when they brought the table out but i was like surely that's not what he just said maybe it was though my mom has a love seat. <laughs> <laughs> my mom makes nice pie. Exactly. And I like pie. My mom pie. makes better casseroles than Carol. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, I screwed up. I didn't know. I didn't actually hear him whisper anything. But all right, yeah, end table. Sure. That. Well, obviously, Doesn't I didn't sound know helpful. Either. So okay, just wondering. And again, it's also great to see Gabriel getting involved with the uh, trying to save everybody. Yes, I am so glad that Father Gabriel is finally starting to come around. And he's really starting to fight for his own life and fight for everybody else's life and try to really contribute. And yeah, yeah. Uh, But he still has to prove himself. I'd say it was a great scene was uh, when Rick went into Judith's room. <gasps> and uh, Deanna was over the crib. One of my yeah. favorite scenes. Kim yeah. freaked out. Yeah, I was that like, was she's eating wicked. the baby. Oh my god! I walked out of the room and I heard no. <laughs> and, and I was and like, her what line the hell just was, happened? I'm still me. I thought that was great. Yeah, still me. It's I'm still me. me. Yeah, that was good. I thought, no, but for it, sure. they got Kim. They got Kim for sure on oh that one. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> This whole episode, I think I was really worried about Judith because she's in the same house as everybody else and all this stuff's going down around her. And I'm like, okay, where's Judith? What is she doing? And then they, you know, well, yeah. 
Well, I think they had a good they had a good build up again, like I was saying at the beginning of our podcast. They had a good build up for something big happening. So it right. definitely kept you on the edge of your seat that something was going to happen. You know, was Ron going to kill Carl? I don't think I ever thought Judith was going to die, but it was just uh it, nothing ever happened though. Yeah. They all and then it just fizzled. ended and it was like, ah, okay, now we have what the hell did Sam just do? You know, like it's funny. Having blue I, balls. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, I applauded them for getting the Glenn thing over with at the beginning of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But you know what? I think maybe they needed to follow up with something in this episode to get everybody back being really tense again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, uh, there wasn't, you know, uh, we're going to go through tips over through the tulips of the dead covered in, in gore. Well, great. But that really doesn't frighten me a whole lot. <laughs> I've seen them do it, you know? Yeah. They could, they could have left us with a cliffhanger, but had it be like the first three episodes where it was well, just they intense. It. Right. They thought it was a cliffhanger, them coming out of the house. No. No, but, but I'm does. saying having it like fully intense like those first three episodes. They didn't mm-hmm. they didn't bring us there yeah. with this no. one at all. No. Mm-mm. And uh yeah, it's a cliffhanger, but it was like if they had had it where it was just constant action, constant thing going on the entire time and then all of a sudden they just end it mm-hmm. with I don't know, Sam saying, Mom I don't know. Well, you know, and it did in bits and spurts in this in this episode, but it wasn't consistent. No, yeah, it was at the start, you know, with Maggie trying but, to get away. and. But had had it not been, you know, then I guess they wouldn't have had been able to develop the Deanna um, Michonne thing and so forth because that kind of gave it that lull in the middle, but it was yeah. they were important scenes. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was important scenes, but I don't know that they needed to get rid of her yet because no, nothing really I happened. I agree. You know, yeah. to where they need to kill her off yet. They're still mm-hmm. stuck in Alexandria with the zombie horde, so why does she have to die? Somebody had to go. That's true. Yeah. Carl. Somebody had to go. Yes. Carl Could should have been, have been shot. <laughs> he should have been shot. He really should have. <laughs> but um Yes. That would have been a cliffhanger. Wounded. But so yeah. for the walkers that they ended up dragging upstairs and gutting. Mm-hmm. I really loved Father Gabriel's yum, face yum, 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 when they were yum, doing yum. that. I loved all their faces, like, like all the oh. Alexandrians. Like I thought he was going to hurl yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yep. but they were all in shock. They're all kind of like, "Oh shit, do we have to do this?" But Jenny, but Jenny stepped up and said, "I'm, I'm going." Jesse, I know, but you could even, yeah, even Jesse's face was. Uh, oh, she was freaked out. She was totally freaked out. But don't you think when you're putting zombie guts all over you, you're going to put your long blonde hair up in a ponytail or something? Because I was like, girl, friend, that is disgusting. Having Get- never had that kind of hair, I do not know. Oh, it was driving me nuts. All these times, <laughs> these women are doing like these hard labor and disgusting stuff and they've got their hair just slinging into it. Gross. <laughs> mm. That's a good point. Actually, on a side note, I was uh, talking to... Um, someone today, we were talking about working in a wood shop uh-huh. and they were talking about, um, they had a girl in their class that was working on a wood lathe Uh-oh. and so did not put her hair up Oh, and it ripped her scalp off. God damn. See? Thanks for sharing. Girls, post service announcement, always <laughs> put your hair up in a ponytail. 
That's, I'm gonna um, start keeping my hair in a ponytail. It's yeah. just gross. I don't think I'd ever work on a wood lathe again. Mm-mm. I don't think she will ever work on a wood no. lathe again. No. That's one horse she does not need to get back on. <laughs> not at all. But uh, I, the weirdest thing about that scene was to me. I think that was, that was like right before a commercial break, so they started like going in, like pulling intestines and stuff out, and it was like, right? They're not actually rubbing it on themselves yet, so they have to actually start pulling the guts out yet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can start cutting it up and stuff, but let's go ahead and get the uh, the cloaks on and stuff. If, if Jib- that's what you're giblet gravy. Yeah, and it's, it's before you start like pouring guts all over the floor. Just after that scene is when Mo- uh, Michonne goes in to talk to to Deanna, and she's holding her hand and stuff. And I was like, did you wash your hands? Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Oh, oh she yeah. licks her hand, too, didn't she? Ugh, God. Sorry, all I could I think about again. whenever I saw <laughs> Sam throughout all this is Eugene's mini-me. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> just get this kid the hell out of my face. Oh, my God. I just wanted to slap him. Silly. Shut up, Sam. Shut up. I did also think it was it was what interesting doing? that um, what did Jesse keep telling them? She kept saying, "Pretend you're somebody who's brave." Oh. Right? Oh yeah, you knew that kid was like, "There's no way." When they brought up the idea of bringing him through the crowd, I was like, "He is not going to make it. He can't even go downstairs." Right? Seriously. Blindfold the kid. Oh my god. Well, they weren't going to leave him behind. So. No, I know. I mean, I but I mean, I was thinking about myself in that situation with my kids. Aren't you? And always... if I had one that was going crazy, I'd be like, God, what the hell would I do? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You would die. I'm telling you, sacrifice one for the good of the few. Well, we got really? enough. I know. No. Yeah, no but, I mean, seriously. Well, even Judith. I would just... probably be arguing the plan a little bit with Rick. Like, yeah. is there some other way we can do this? Because my kid's not going to hold it together. But He even... can't even clean his cookies up. Exactly. There's ants everywhere. Yeah, there's ants everywhere. No, I mean, but seriously, he can't even go downstairs. I would How do you expect like, him to hold it together? I would have like, when does anybody in this house have any volume? <laughs> yes. Well, I would have been like that a while ago. But even with <laughs> Judith, all they did was stick her underneath Carl's cloak. If we had yeah, done that to one, nice. if we had done that to one of our kids, they would have started screaming and yelling. Which oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, nice move, Rick. Just stick him on Carl. I know. <laughs> or stick her on Carl. Car- Carl's the backpack carrier. Like, here you go, Carl. I'll protect you. Yeah. But make you sure got you a protect- carrier. <laughs> make sure you protect Judith. All right, you're first. <laughs> if I got to go, make sure you protect Judith. Uh-huh. Here's some more entrails. So, and then the very last scene... Oh, yeah, that leads us to Sam going, Mom, hey, Mom, I gotta go to the bathroom. Back end would take care of that problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I forgot to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when are we stopping for snacks? How far? <laughs> How much longer is this gonna take? <laughs> Where are we going again? Mm. Where? Shut up, Sam. Damn it. So, yes, we get to wait three months to see if <laughs> Sam screwed them all up. <laughs> yeah, with a uh, latent Sam. bathroom break. Sam is fun. I predict Sam's the next one to die. <laughs> you think? I have a feeling, unfortunately, Sam is not going to die. 
I have a feeling someone else is going to die because of Sam. Yes. And then mm. they're going to have to confront Sam. Might be Sam. his mother. I'm hoping it's Ron. It might actually be Jesse. Yeah. Because she's ahead of him, so she's going to protect him. Mm-hmm. Even though, I don't know if you noticed it, when, he's, when he starts doing his thing, Jesse never even looks back at him. No, and Ron never even really looks at him. Like, he's, uh-uh. he kind of glances, but he doesn't no, say I anything. Mean, I would have been, like, grabbing his shoulder and squeezing it, you know, like, shut up. I know. Well, he already had his hand. Why couldn't he just squeeze his hand and tug on it a little bit? Like, shut the fuck up, I don't up, know. Dude. Well, here's the other thing that was weird to me is they're smearing all this crap all over him, but they aren't putting it all over their faces and head because he was completely clean. Well, you know how gross that is, don't you? Sure, I understand, but still, but it's the matter of is, life or death. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the part you want to protect the most. Well, I they think g- actually it's not about it's not about what they see. It's about what they smell. Well, yeah. I know, exactly. But, yeah, but you know, here are these Alexandrians, especially who have been like taking showers, whatever. They smell mm-hmm. like nice, clean. Yeah, soaps and stuff. They could have like, done the Ku Klux Klan thing and put hoods over their head with slime all over it. Well, that would have been a, nice a better reference. option. Well, they've already had problems with the racism card in, yes. in The Walking Dead. Oh, Walking that's true. Dead, so. That would have yeah. been bad. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 and they're turning on Morgan now. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll it's like the only, per- the only black person they're holding favor is Michonne, and that's kind of barely right at the moment. Who's mm-hmm. turning on Morgan? The, the whole writer... Thing seems to be turning on Morgan. There are a lot of people who don't like Morgan. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Morgan, but also, I mean, he's like seen as the weak character. They're writing him into being the weak, total weak character because he doesn't want to kill anything. Yep, that's true. Which I don't like. I don't know. I mean, he he is definitely there for defense and doesn't kill anything. Eugene is there for not a damn thing and doesn't kill anything. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our Eugene. That's our Eugene. So, Negan. Think, Negan cometh. I think I think we take a break and talk about that stuff. No. They did. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we'll come back for the next show and talk about yeah. that. You guys want to go ahead and take a break? Sure. Break it a break. Here we are with Carol's Casserole Counter, where we count Carol's uneaten casseroles and the amount of episodes they remain uneaten. Stuart, where are we sitting right now? Oh, Jesus. We're at 10 episodes now. Still three uneaten casseroles. Still three uneaten casseroles. I mean, you know, Stuart, I'm just going to have to say it. If she doesn't make another damn casserole pretty soon, we may have to end this damn segment. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, one thing we, we want to touch on a little bit here is the uh, segment that came out in after the first commercial break of Into the Badlands, where it showed us a quick two-minute preview of next season's series, um, where we get introduced to Negan. 
Negan. Yeah, so what do you guys think about that? I am so excited about Negan. I'm I'm excited about that, but before we get into that, I am not excited about how they introduced it. How do you mean? Well, going into the next show, making us watch Into the Badlands. That kind of pissed me off. You're not the only one. There are so many people mad about that. Yeah, just them um, forcing, using the power of what they have as their show to force us to watch another show. Well, let me Not ask you this. Not to say this. that Into the Badlands is that bad, but they did the same thing the week before when Glenn came back. And they're like, oh. I was going to say, ask this question, but I'll ask it now. Is anybody else getting sick and tired of Into the Badlands? I don't even watch it. I just I don't either, but tune the ads are just annoying as hell. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I don't know. They I, mean, play I don't want to be, I don't wanna be pretentious about it or anything, but it's just like, it just bothers me that they're using this vehicle to try and get us to watch that show. Which I think they did with Morgan's show, right? Low they, Sun, whatever it was called. Yeah, Low Sun Rising yeah. or whatever oh, it was. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, and that didn't last at all. I think this one probably has more potential to last, but let it make itself on its own. Don't base it on the fact that you're having to watch another show to watch it. Right. I would much rather watch The Talking Dead. Me too. It's too Without late at doubt. night now for when it comes on. I'm exhausted. I right, know. exactly. And I think they're going to fix that next time. I think I think Into the Badlands is going to be given a different night. It better be. Right now they're just t- piggybacking it on The Walking Dead so that they can get exposure. Um, because, you know, right. Hardwick did say that The Talking Dead was going to come back to that time period again during the second half of the season. But I, you know... I I think they have way overexposed that show, and it's really, really. Every time I start seeing these ads, my skin starts crawling. And I got to change the channel for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think part of that again is it just it, they've kind of made it. They're forcing it on you, right? Um, but that oh, being there's also s- the other two. There's also the other thing though, Stu, is that I've watched it, and it's not very good. <laughs> oh, you you know you love it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Especially on your Into the Badlands podcast that you've been doing. <laughs> oh, my. That'll be on a half hour after our existing show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think the introduction was awesome. But again, I think it's like the huge carrot for all the, the people that have been waiting for this the Negan character to come out. It's like, eh, yeah. like laughing at you. We, right. we are introducing him. For five seconds. Enjoy. Well, right. it was actually surprising that they were introducing him this fast. Because yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to do it at all until the very last episode of the season. I have a feeling they still will not. I have a feeling that we're not going to be seeing anything of Negan, really, and his people of, of any substance until the end of the next season. Oh, no. I think we're going to see a lot of his people, the saviors, is what they're called. But... I don't think we're going to see Negan until the last episode still. I think we're going to switch back to seeing a little bit more wolves myself. We might, but if they follow the comics. Well, I mean, we got to, at least in the next few episodes, when we come back, we'll see what's happening with Daryl and them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, can those guys just not get down the road? Well, here's (laughs) my thing. Everywhere they go, they get stopped. You just had a shootout with all these guys why are you stopping the truck? Keep going. Yeah. Run yeah. their asses well, over. Right, You're bigger than they are. Well, yeah. not only that, why the hell did you get out of the truck? Yeah. Yeah. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Like, uh, maybe one, know. maybe Daryl gets out of the truck, and then he can jump back in. But why do you all get out of the truck? Yeah, just stick your head outside the truck and say, what do you want? And why the hell is Abraham still wearing that uniform? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that uniform. Uh, that's awesome. <clears throat> but I do love the whole build-up to the announcement that that guy says, you know, everything you own belongs to Negan. Right. When he's going through the list of everything in the truck, and then right. he gets to, you know, the napkins that you have hidden in your console. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, I do that. <laughs> but 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 let me ask you this. Um, the wolf the wolf did the same thing to Morgan. Yep. But he's not part of that group, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he, he listened to the stuff that Morgan has and that it was all his now. Yeah. Um, are they running the same theme? Well, maybe the wolves are a subset of Negan's group. They're a the grubby know. subset. I mean, <clears throat> well, they they had they had to have come into contact with each other at some point. So maybe the wolves have broken off from Negan's craziness. Well, the other no. they broke off in a very barbaric way. The other yeah, thing course, is just well, yeah. think about the time. Anytime you come up come upon another group of people, you're gonna want their stuff. Yeah, I know, but it was just the way that it was presented. Like, mm-hmm. you, everything that you have is mine. He, the wolf said it the exact same way. I thought the same thing. I was like, that, that's exactly what that wolf that should have been dead like five encounters ago yeah. was saying to, to Morgan when he, Morgan just made himself some tea. Yeah, but, you know, he also brought it back again when he was talking to Dr. Denise. And he said to her that... Um, well, we ended you and we took all of your stuff or something or used what was left. That's what it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. They said we ended you, but we and then we used all that was left. So I don't know. It's, I'm just trying to figure out other than bad teeth. What's the big distinction between the two groups? Well, I'm, uh, I don't yeah, I don't know the distinction. I, I thought the wolves, the wolves are cannibals, right? No. Or no. No. Okay. We don't know what they are. Yet, because I when he said that, I kind of thought that he was talking about like using everything, like every right. part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, they no, because remember they just slit that guy's throat. It wasn't like they right. Him. They're just cruel and despicable and very, very bad at gathering weapons. Yeah. Yes. And really yes, have really are. bad teeth. Bad yes, teeth. Very bad teeth. <laughs> but they're just they're descendants of Englishmen. Ah, uh, yes, exactly. The saviors... They came over in a boat eating a lot of citrus. The saviors... Um, <laughs> I think the saviors are going to be a completely different type of group because you can already tell that they're more organized and they have a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Their name sounds very sarcastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, But they answer to somebody. The wolves don't seem to have any sort of order. They're all just mayhem and, you know, destruction. Right. But they go together, so they got to have some kind of order. Um, now I'm 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 gonna assume that the two that took Daryl's bike were part of the saviors at one time. They are. Because they did talk about something like that. That's what gave me the impression there was a cult involved. Uh huh. Yep. And I have a feeling the savior is a cult involved. Yeah. And a cult yeah, that maybe. seems to like motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a cult of personality. Maybe Daryl yes. will get in with them. Ah, it's true. Xavier's well, he's he has the angel wings on his jacket. Yes, he does. He does. He does, and he needs a motorcycle. Um, 
Yeah. Do, do you think he cried when he lost that motorcycle? In real life or in the show? Both. Yes, and yes for both. I was going to say yes for both. <laughs> <laughs> and his crossbow. Uh, yeah. Yes, and his crossbow. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting plot line that develops. Um, it'll be, I want to see that stuff come out, but, you know, we still, you know, have the wolves to deal with. So hopefully they do, they don't just completely lose that. Yeah. Coming up, but I don't know. Did you want to go back through some of the, um, what, the recap, kind of what happened so far in season six? So what's your impression, Kim, of season six? <laughs> Y'all are such dorks. The first half. The first half. The first half, 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 half. I, I honestly think this is one of my favorite seasons so far. First of all, I really enjoy the fact that we're seeing so many walkers and that we finally have a horde that we're dealing with. A huge horde. Because after all, the whole reason that everybody started watching this show is to see the walkers and the zombies. And I just, I really love the special effects that, that they have going on this season. And like I said before, every single episode, I can pick out at least one walker that is phenomenal and that is my favorite walker. And I just think Greg Nicotero is doing an awesome job with all of that. But also, I just, I really like all the action that's going on. And it's kind of like a soap opera at times, but I really like the, the interactions between the different characters. And we've got the new characters from Alexandria and... Now we've got even more characters. They're just building on. Um, and so there's no way for it to ever get boring because you've got so many personalities at play now and so many possible storylines that you go through. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I, you know, I, I've enjoyed the season very much. I think it's been great. Um, I probably sound like I complained about it more than I enjoyed it, but I actually did enjoy it. Uh, I wonder, though, if part of it is because we're sitting down here analyzing it all the time now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't done that in the past, <laughs> so I can't say if it's if that doesn't have a factor in this. Right. That's possible. But it has been a fun, in, it's been a fun and uh, wild ride for the most part. And, yep. And uh, the characters are interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a feeling there's maybe too many, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the second half. I, I agree with the too many part. I think there's just a lot going on. And especially when they've got all these other, all our other people that are out and about that still haven't even made it back yet. And um, I feel like they could have done some more stuff without, you know, dealing with the wolves or dealing with um, the saviors, as Kim is calling them. <laughs> just, you know, like internal battles with trying to deal with keeping the walkers out of alexandria mm -hmm. you know like maybe there there's some holes in the wall somewhere you know it's just like simple things mm -hmm. and there seems to be too many complex problems they're having to deal with um i think the first three to four episodes i think the fourth one was when we were dealing with morgan and the cheesemaker but the yes. three first four episodes were great and i feel like kind of piddled off a little bit in the last four episodes mm -hmm. um well, i don't remember if you remember but uh i uh, tried to remember of, what i remember <laughs> yes i exactly i don't know if you remember <laughs> what i remember now um but we pretty much ripped episode three. Oh, did we yeah 
We thought it was terrible. And then the Morgan one came on, and we thought it was <laughs> Which one was, was episode great. three? Um, it was like there were, the first two had that a was lot of epi- racing around oh, no, going. No. Episode three was the um, the thank you. Thank you. Right? No. Yeah, it was when... Um, was it? That was when Glenn died. Yeah. Wow, really? Because no, right, no, 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 episode no. three was when... Uh, Right after Glenn went down, uh, was uh, the next episode was dealing with the cheesemaker and Eastman and Morgan. Wow. Mm, I thought it was after that. He's been gone for five, four weeks. Has he been yeah. gone that long? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, wait a minute. Was that not in episode two? That was in episode thing? two. What? No, because that when you say no, that. because it was it was episode the, three, the Glenn thing. Because the first one is the horde coming out of the quarry. The second one was all Alexandria. The third one was them. That's that's the one. Then the second one is the one we ripped. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like the, you had this great race that went on in that first episode yeah. with the herding yeah. and all. And then I think the you second were in a bad mood. Set down. I don't think any of us like that one, if I remember right. We can always go back to the I liked to the that tape. one. That was when the I'm wolves kidding. invaded Alexandria. And, I'm going to And Mrs. Scott. Niedermeyer got oh, well. whacked smoking her cigarette. Oh, yeah. That was good. That mm-hmm. was an awesome episode. Yeah. You sure that one? No. Positive. There was I, an episode. There's, there was I know, an episode it, I know it was number five. I think the one right after that, number five, was the one that we ripped. Yeah. Yeah. I think. We didn't just rip one. Anyway, I ripped it up. I, it yeah. really doesn't matter. I actually um, taped that episode onto a VHS tape, put it in the driveway, and ran over it. Oh my god! See, that's just wrong. What's wrong with you? That's how pissed off I was about that episode. So this entire season has pretty much only spanned <laughs> two days. What do you think about that? Do you like that pacing? Has it only been two days? Yeah. Oh my. There was a lot going on in two days. I know. I don't think we're supposed to know that. I think we are supposed to know that. If you keep track of how many nights they've had. I guess. So Glenn was uh, only, like, missing for a day? Yeah. Seemed like an eternity for me. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> he was missing overnight. We know that. That's true. But do you think that that pacing is good, or do you think they should have spread it out over more days? I think they handled it pretty well. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, the again, the first four or five episodes was, they kept backtracking the entire time. So we really didn't know. We kind of knew where uh, we were in time because of the cues they were giving us. But um, it was a lot of back and forth. It was all And concurrent. then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden well, here is now. <laughs> I, can, I, can certainly, I can certainly see that um, after, you know, this is pure speculation. I have no clue. But. I could certainly see them uh, making a jump into the future going into the following season. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done that a couple times where they've kind of skipped over weeks and yeah, and they're in this place or that place. So I can certainly see them doing that just to get that time back. Well, I found a quote from um, Robert Kirkman from a recent interview, which did not save for some reason in my notes. But just off the top of my head, I can tell you that um, he said that when the season opens in February, they're going cont- to they're going to go back to having a normal paced show. So it's going to speed up a lot, and it's going to span many many days instead of just one or two days. And there's going to mm-hmm. be a ton more action. Well, and by okay. the way, I think that the show comes back on Valentine's Day. Yes. Oh. 
What's good, up with that? I am so happy they're doing that because yeah. I'm planning a conference and I need all the time I can get to plan that conference because it ends on February 12th. So perfect timing for me. Very they good. did it because of me. <laughs> Does nothing for my relationship. Yes. <laughs> and Kim, Kim's Valentine is Rick. So exactly. Okay, so I didn't even think about the fact that you're supposed to be all lovey-dovey on Valentine's Day. So that is yeah. going to be our Valentine's Stuart. celebration. You're there off the hook, you go, Stuart. Stuart. This explains a lot about our relationship. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. <laughs> that sucker's been beaten into the dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we won't be going out anyways. So what does it matter? Exactly. <laughs> we're going to rent a hotel room and sleep. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sleep God. as long as possible. Yes. Oh. So All right. do you think that the Glenn storyline <laughs> added to this season or took away from it quite a bit? Um... Well, it's it's well, it certainly uh, hit the nerve of everybody, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, made it made it one of the most talked about things on the internet for a long time. Yeah. And you heard people, you know, as we stated in a previous one of our shows, is you know, people were coming up and talking about it who never even watched the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Do you think yeah. they drug it out too long? Yes. <laughs> I think they drug it out too long, and I think um, the delivery at the end was just like, "Oh, okay, he's all right." Well, I think they, I think they dragged it out too long for the real fans, but they dragged it out long enough to get word out that this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's true. So, I can see that. So, what do you guys think will happen in the next half of the season that you haven't already stated? I have no clue. <laughs> I have stated what I can. I think there's going to be stuff and things. Yes, lots of stuff. And I things. think, I think, okay. um, Your Honor, I think uh, Carl will impregnate Ron. Oh my God! <laughs> now that would be something to watch. <laughs> on Ooh, on no. Valentine's Day, I might add. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. It, I think the interesting thing now is going to be how the balance shifts since Deanna is going to be dead. Yeah. And what happens with all these Alexandrians? Uh, obviously, they pretty much have no opinion at all that we've seen. Um, they follow whoever is yelling the loudest, it seems like. So, um, which tends to be Rick right next to the wall. My God, could you imagine what it would be like if, if Samuel L. Jackson was there? <laughs> yeah. Get these motherfucking zombies out of my goddamn town. Yeah, well, he's on the plane. And. Fear the is. Walking Dead right now. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, so we're going to, it's, it's, it's going to be seeing the, ba- well, actually, first off, it's going to be seeing what the hell happens with Sam uh, in the more immediate future mm-hmm. uh, and how he screws them up. Um, but I don't think we're going to go back to Daryl on them right away. I don't either. I don't know. I don't either. I think that's, they're screwing with us and... Thanks, writers. I'm really curious Jerks. how they're going to get all those walkers out of there, though. So I know we'll be exploring well, that. that. Was the th- but that's the thing that, that was weird to me is Rick kept talking about, like, he, well, he was kind of brought up the Spencer plan. I'm going to go run, and they're going to follow me, and I'm going to do a trapeze act, and they'll really enjoy it. And 
come hang Carl! out. Carl! Yeah, it's like, like, why aren't you out there killing them? Uh-huh. Like, you know how to kill them. They're easy to kill. I mean, just kill one and walk over and kill the other one. <laughs> it's that <laughs> like, simple. They, no, I mean, it's they don't run. It really is, actually. <laughs> I mean, Glenn, Glenn's got weapons. Why is he? Why does he not just come up? Go get inside the Grab, wall. Come up behind Maggie's horde that's got her in there and start popping off some of them. Stand on a roof. Get him to chase them. Stand on the roof and grab Spencer's grappling hook, and mm-hmm. just start tagging him in the head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I don't. That's very acrobatic. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying you got a sharp object to get him hit him in the head. Does with he have a ladder? To get up to the roof, Stuart. I don't. I mean, know. how They're is he going to get up on the stu- on the roof, Stuart? Hopefully, has to have at least a ladder. They could use the ants that are eating Sam's cookie. Maybe they'll well, carry they, you to a roof. Maybe they could put, you know, pull up a pickup, climb on the top of the pickup, and get on the roof. Which I have to say, those are pretty adventurous ants to be climbing up to the second story to get a cookie. Seriously, I've seen it. I've seen it. Have you? It's, okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> All right. All right, well, I think we've talked a lot about season six. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm glad you're so excited, Kim. <laughs> exactly. Well, before we move on, let's uh, let's just throw out there there was another episode of uh, Flight 482. Yeah. Last Yes, we night. finally have a walker. Um, we do finally have a walker. And still would love to figure out what's going on with, with Miss Army Jacket. I think she's some sort of medical person. Mm. Could be. She knows what's getting ready to go down because she's seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll save the day. And I still think she's the one that's going to end up on the show. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Who do you, you got a prediction as far as who's going to be the one that survives that? God forbid um, it's that kid. I I have a feeling it's going to be the kid. Mm, I do. Too. I think I think the girl in the in the jacket is uh, too obvious. Yeah. She has the knowledge, but she's going to die. <laughs> She'll die saving him or something, and then yep. he'll be on the yep. show. But yeah, even like looking at the guy that I guess is now a walker that was laying on the ground, mm-hmm. doesn't look like any of the walkers we've seen before. Well, he's, so. he's, well, he's a fresh walker. I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like he's got, he just looks like he's got an eye infection. Well, that's how it starts, Stuart. Oh, okay. If you don't use eye drops, it can become. Or he's been reading all night. Yeah, I mean, or... wait. <laughs> he's, he's been up all night reading. He's hungry. Poor guy. Wait till we see Deanna next season. It makes, it makes me season. into a zombie the next day. What's that? Yeah, wait till right. we see Deanna next season. Oh. You can compare notes. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we she didn't kill herself, so nope. she's gonna be. She walking should around. come back as a zombie. She's gonna be like plans, <laughs> plans, crops. We need more broccoli. Wheat. Wheat. <laughs> we must plant wheat. <laughs> so right. are they going to be showing those uh, through the Christmas season, or are they done until February, too? I would doubt that they're going to be showing them. I'm pretty sure they're done until February. Yeah. You're the news person. True. I Find should, this out, Kim. I should know that. Sorry. I don't know that. I have no idea. <laughs> I would be surprised if they keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Be surprised they keep any of that going. <laughs> oh my! All right. Well, um, Woo. think we're at the we think we're at the point now where we should probably listen look at some of our listener feedback. Mm. Kim, uh, yes. 
Um, our good friend Evan wrote again, Evan Brookman. No, no. Seriously, people, you don't want Evan to get all the fame, do you? You need to write in. Come on, pitch in, everybody. Hey, man, he puts in the effort. No, no, I I love that he writes in, but come on, let's have some other people. Yeah, because we know you're all listening. But Evan, thank you for writing in, though, buddy. And nobody has anything stupid to say, trust me. Listen to us. Nope. We're all stupid. Yeah. Except, except no doubt. we have no lots doubt. of stupid stuff to say. Yes. Um, so anyways, <laughs> Evan, he wrote, uh, this is about, uh, well, this is about this episode, yeah. He said, it, <laughs> it, <laughs> he wrote about spam and the uses of spam. <laughs> spam, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Oh my God, y'all are killing me. In a zombie apocalypse. Uh, we're all sick too. All right. so we're all coughing. Um, okay, so Evan says it didn't knock my socks off or nothing, but it was okay. If I tell Sam to turn off his record player, stay quiet, and grow a pair, the very least he could do is turn off the record player. Wow, Scott! Absolutely, the same Absolutely. way that Evan does. Um, <laughs> nice, Evan. And then he goes on to say, "I would tang- I would dangle his ass out a window as a zombie distraction device." He would be at least as safe hanging in a harness above a mass of zombies as he is in a zombie camo transitioning the horde whimpering. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, the dangling's a little drastic, but uh, it's a good point, Evan. It's like a Michael Jackson baby dangle. Well, you could give him that half a cookie. So uh, okay. the, the other thing that I don't think we discussed off. about, where are they going? To the armory. Uh, like, to the armory. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where I would go. Because he said, I mean, it's not like okay, it's but being that's where all their food well. is. But, and that's when he said we have plenty of food. No. Well, yeah, they're in the same building, yeah. But he's going to get the guns. Mm-hmm. So he can make the yeah. zombies go away at the noise. Right. Okay. Which he will be holding in his hand. All right. The noise. Oh, but he wants the flares. That's what he wants. Flares. Yeah. Yeah, yes. okay. You're right. Draw them away. Right. Well, thank you, Evan, for keeping us up to date. And, uh,. Kim, we got any news? Well, you know, not much news this week, besides the fact that it's the end of the season. But for anybody who's in the New York, New Jersey area, Walker Stalker Con is coming your way this weekend. I think it's in New Jersey. I do. I think Meadowlands. I think that sounds right. Um, so just go to their website and check it out. And I know they still have tickets available. Um, and a lot of the cast is going to be there, including people that are not involved in the walking dead (laughs) so check out their website and get all the information you need like the people that live there (laughs) yes (laughs) also if you take any photographs and you would like to share them please uh look at our facebook page and post some photos there uh we'd love to share them with everybody else yes most definitely so our second half of the season um we'll start with Episode 9, which is No yep. Way Out. We know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> we know Greg Nicotero will be directing it. So it has There's to be good. N- no way into understanding what's going to happen. Exactly. And Seth Hoffman will be the writer. And Seth Hoffman's done a lot of The Walking Dead. So it should okay. be a good episode. I heard it's going to be very... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Episode-y. Um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Zombie-ish? No. <laughs> zombie-ish. I can't think. Interesting. Very zombie-like. Fun to watch. <laughs> it's, 
It's going to be very gory. <laughs> Crafty. Uh, intent. Says the word. It's a... Okay, so you've heard it's going to be what? Very intense. Very intense. Okay. And not at all chipper. <laughs> oh my god, it's... <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yes, we've been doing this before. But but with Greg Nicotero directing, it should be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have high great. hopes. Okay. And it comes back on February 14th again. Valentine's yep. Day. So that'll be exciting. Which will be great for all of you out there that are not romantic. Right. So <laughs> in the meantime, that means we're going to be going on hiatus for a couple of months here. So that means we are also going on hiatus. and um, But we do plan on recording a couple of times during the break. And we're still trying to decide what we're going to be covering in our podcast. So there's a possibility we might be reviewing the new Star Wars movie because that's number one on my list of things to do for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. I don't know if you guys have any other ideas or things that you want us to review or talk about. Just, you know, write into us at uh, on our Facebook page or email us and we'll consider it. We're looking for ideas always. But I'm really looking forward to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> February, or February. What am I thinking? <laughs> December 13th. So, yeah, not too many ideas that would get in the way of Kim watching Star Wars. That's no, my number one priority. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we ready to wrap it up? Yes, we are. <clears throat> All right. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for the mid-season finale recap. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast. Um, wherever you download it. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on our episodes or the TV episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com or send us your idea um, during the break. And also be sure to rate us on iTunes or any other place that you download our podcast from. And we'll be back soon maybe in about a week or two two weeks probably and we don't know what we're going to be doing <laughs> nice. no but we will have updates on our website to let us let everybody know what we're doing on uh, facebook as well and so um keep looking and uh keep searching out and we will yep. let you know what's happening yep no doubt and merry christmas and happy holidays yes, to everybody definitely Yeah, of course. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Let's do this, bitches. Hi, I'm that.